This is Safety Bri, your number one safety geek. Why do we have the behaviors that we do? Superheroes in the workplace, right? All of those things that go into making you an effective safety manager. I love what we do. Motivation, learning, teaching, training, teamwork. I geek out over that just as much as I do safety. Hello, 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 all of my safety friends. I hope you guys are having an amazing week so far. I know that a large portion of you, those of us on the East Coast, are getting ready for a hurricane. What fun is that? If you're listening to this later, this podcast came out the week that Hurricane Dorian, which as of this morning of my recording is a Category 5 hurricane, is barreling its way to the Florida, Georgia, Northern, Southern Carolinas. So it's craziness here. I'll tell you here in Florida, we get hurricanes all the time. So it is proper to be prepared. But it's it strikes me as funny every single time a big one comes that people are not prepared. It's not that hard to put a hurricane kit together. So I could have done this episode on hurricane preparation, but three days before a hurricane hits is not the time to get prepared. The time to get prepared is in May, you know, before hurricane season starts. So we'll probably do an episode in May on that. But I will tell you, for those of you that are curious where I'm at, I'm actually in central Florida. It takes a really big hurricane to basically come across the entire state for it to have any effect on me. So usually by the time it comes over my area, it has dropped down to a category one. And all we get is a bunch of downed trees. So I'm not too concerned about Dorian, especially the track it had this morning. I doubt I'm going to see anything. But my friends over there on the East Coast, very, very good chance they're going to see some storm surge and some flooding and some devastation over there. So I'm okay, but hopefully they're prepared over there on the East Coast. All right, so enough of the hurricane talk. Although I could have talked about hurricanes, what I decided to talk about this week was safety certifications, because that was my planned topic. So I wanted to just kind of talk about should you get certified in safety? How do you go about it? And is it important? So that's like one of the questions I'm always getting. I've actually had people like come to me going, Brian, I know nothing about safety and how do I get into it? That's an even beginner level. But let's just say that you're already in safety and you're not really sure how to continue your education. That's what I want to talk about today. Because there are so many certifications out there you know, are they really necessary? Is it important to have those letters after your name? You know, I can't address all of them with you today, but I will address the ones that I've had the most experience with. So let me start off with my experience with certifications and what my thought pattern has been in the past. As you know, I am self-taught in safety. I had some really, really good mentors And I worked for companies that allowed me to take continuing education that actually sent me off to be trained. So yes, I've been through the 10-hour course, the 30-hour course. Um, 
I've been through crisis management training, which awesome tell you being in hurricane season is, is really, really great to be ICS certified or be in a hurricane area, not necessarily season, but be in a hurricane area to be ICS certified caveat on there. When you go through crisis management training, you think of worst case scenario. So I always think about sinkholes. I don't think about hurricanes because you have so much prep time for hurricanes, but you have no prep time for a sinkhole. Um, But anyway, getting back to I was self-taught and, you know, my mindset has always been you can always learn something and you can teach yourself, right? You can get a book on it. You can read it. You can apply it and learn from the application and improve from there. So that's how I became a safety manager. I would take a course. I would apply what they taught me. I would then go back and analyze how well it went, tweak it a little bit, apply it again and do that. Rinse and repeat, basically. Just rinse and repeat the same thing over again. You can very easily self-teach yourself that, right? I can grab the reg book or I can go into OSHA.gov and read the regulation and then look at how I'm applying it at my workplace, create something, analyze it, go back and retweak it, right? So that's how I did it. So I did not go to college for safety. When I was in my 20s, I went to college several different times and never finished. So I I ended up getting where I am in life, basically, without a college degree and just by teaching myself. And I'm very good at what I do. And, And I don't say that to be arrogant. I say it because it is a fact. I have a proven track record. I'm very good at what I do. And if you have that same proven track record, then shout it loud and proud is what I say. Shout it out there that, you know, you're good at what you do. Do you really need letters behind your name to prove it, right? That was my attitude for the longest time is I'm I'm good at what I do. I have this proven track record. Why do I need to go through the time, money, and energy just to get letters behind my name to show off that I'm good at what I do. Um, So that's why I never really got certifications. I didn't need them. And I don't switch from job to job to job either. I'm not a consultant, so I'm not having to put that on my resume to try to get people to hire me, right? So what happened with me was that, you know, I was working full time. I was raising kids practically by myself. Um, And I just had no time to focus on it. So that's kind of how my career progressed until about seven or eight years ago, I hit a wall. I basically had gotten as high up as I could possibly get. And I was lucky to get where I got without the college degree, without the certification. Because seven or eight years ago is when all these certifications became popular. And then corporations They don't really know that much about safety sometimes. And how do they judge their applicants? They judge them by, well, do they go to college and do they have a degree? So that's where I hit a wall. And what was happening for me is like literally every single month, a headhunter would call me up and we would get to chatting. And the minute that they found out I didn't have a degree, I, they were like, I can't talk to you anymore. They were like, I'm sorry, you know, they, you have to have something in order for, for me to move you forward. So that's when I knew, you know, some changes had to happen. And that's where I ended up going back to college and getting my bachelor's degree. And I will be sitting for my CSP very shortly. I'm doing all the studying now. And 
All right. So if you are new to safety, though, I don't want you to follow what I went through. If you are new to safety, I highly suggest that you work towards getting a recognized degree in some way, shape, or form, right? Because I don't want you to hit the wall like I did. So when you're new to safety, especially if you're new in your career, make sure that you're making an effort to work towards a certification. And the reason why you want to start as soon as possible is that getting these certifications can take years, right? If you don't have your college degree, that can take years to obtain. Even if you have it, there could be study times. Like I took a I took a study course for the CSP class and you know that was a several months course and now I'm still studying for it before I sit for the exam. You know, you could also need to have relative experience in order to sit for the exams, right? So you have to be working towards it now so that way years down the road when you when you're eligible to get the certification you can. So if you're new to safety and you're thinking do I really need those letters behind my name? I would say now, yes, you do. And I would say the difference is that when I started in safety 20 years ago, it was actually 26 years ago, it wasn't the profession that it is now. You couldn't even find a college that would give you a degree in safety 26 years ago. And even 16 or 17 years ago, let me see, my daughter's 15 So it was about 16 years ago, I went back to school and I tried to find a safety degree and I found like one university in Rhode Island at the time that was doing it in all of my searches where they actually made it easy for you to get the degree, right? Like you could do the course online and things like that. Now online courses are, you know, a lot easier. So there's no reason to wait like I did. So please make sure that you're making an effort to go out there and continue your education and work towards a degree. And I do mention that the certification that you should be working towards is a recognized certification. So what I mean by the word recognized is that safety certifications are pretty much a dime a dozen. Anybody who teaches a course could basically say you're certified in safety. They can like create a course. Like, actually, that's something I'm planning on doing. I'm planning on creating an online digital course to teach you how to get management support and commitment to your safety program. I could say, well, I'm going to certify you as a safety manager if you take my course. Does that have any meat behind it? Does it have anything that anybody would recognize as being a worthwhile degree? Until that person that is doing the course gains a reputation for success and shows that the people have gone through their course have actually achieved really good safety programs, that they have a record of having a good, you know, result, then that certification doesn't mean anything. So be sure that when you're looking at different certifications out there, that there is some recognition that it's a good certification. And you might be thinking like, what do you, what makes it better than any other? So when you're looking for a good certification, the things that I look for is that it takes multiple steps 
to obtain that certification. So that could mean you either have to go into the certification already meeting eligibility requirements. So you have to have so many years experience, you have to have, you know, a degree in safety or in It could be that you have to take multiple classes to obtain the certification, or you have to submit, you know, projects that you've completed and things like that. So there's multiple steps to obtain the certification. It's not just, I take this course and now I'm certified. Uh, The next thing that I like to see in a good certification is that there is a recertification process that they're not just giving you the certification and then that's it, you're done. So think about the OSHA 30-hour course, right? Or the 30-hour card. A lot of people like to say when I go, oh, well, what kind of safety certification do you have? And they'll tell me, oh, I have my 30 hours. Well, to get that OSHA 30-hour card, you just have to sit through an OSHA class for 30 hours. That's it, one time in your life. You never have to sit through it again. The card itself just states that you attended class and that you you know, basically stayed awake during the class. There's no requirement to take exams. There's no requirement to prove that you learned anything. So is that really a certification that is recognized or worthy to say, hey, I put in all this work and I got this certification? No, it really isn't. The 30-hour course is amazing to train employees and supervisors and management. But when I'm looking to hire a safety manager, if that's all they have, that's not enough for me. So I want to see a proven track record, and I also would like to see that they're working on their continuing education. All right. The other thing that I like to see in a certification is that it requires continuing education units. So it's not just every five years you retake the course. It's during those five years, you're required to attend so many trainings that qualify to give you a CEU, a continuing education unit. You know, so if the certification has those kinds of requirements in there, it has more meat to me than one that does not. And I will tell you, I recommend to people a lot to go to the OSHA Training Institute for certifications, but they don't require a recertification process and they don't require CEUs either. So that's kind of like my bottom level of a certification that I tell people to get. It's actually really good to get to help you get CEUs for your other ones. So keep that in mind. There are It's not that there are not good programs out there. There are. Like the OSHA Training Institute programs are amazing, but they don't have the same meat to them as some other certifications that actually require CEUs in a recertification process, right? And then look for any accreditation that they say that they have. So like if they tell you that they're accredited through, you know, the United Nations or something like that, look up that accreditation and see if it's actually true. People can put whatever they want on their website, right? They can tell you certain things. Maybe at one point they were accredited, but they've lost their accreditation and they never took it off out of their sales materials. 
That's a possibility too. So I've always, when someone tells me that their program's accredited for certification, then I go look and see, well, let me verify that accreditation. So when you're looking for a certification, those are the things that you want to look for is, does it require multiple steps? Is there a recertification process? Does it require CEUs? And if they're accredited, are the accredited, are accreditations, sorry, still valid? Now, where are you going to find, like, which ones meet all of these? So another place that I like to look, like, is job openings. So look for current safety manager job openings or a position that you may want in the future. Maybe you want to be a regional safety manager or a director of safety for an organization. Look up those job openings and see what their qualifications are for those jobs. Generally, they will list safety certifications that they're looking for. And then those are the ones that you want to go for. Most of the time, what you're going to see is a CSP if you're in the United States. That's a good place to get started. Now, do you want to stop at just one certification? I got my CSP. Do I need any more? Absolutely, you need more. (laughs) The more you have, the better you look as, you know, for as an applicant, as a consultant. It gives you more authority in your job, right? So the more you have. So once you get, I would work towards your big certification, the one that's going to take you multiple years. But in the meantime, you can be gathering the small ones, right? So like you can get certified to be a first aid CPR trainer. That's like a three or four day course. And then you're certified to do it. And then you just have to work the practice into your regular schedule. Those are good to have. Project management is good to have. Ergonomics is good to have. Um, Fall protection, if that falls within your industry, the fall protection competent person, forklift or powered industrial equipment trainers, you know, all of those extra little certifications, those are good to have too. And then another thing to think about is that as you're getting all of those smaller certifications, they can help give you CEUs to maintain your larger certification. So I know for the CSP right now, they change it every year, but I know for the CSP right now, it requires 25 CEUs over a five-year period. I think it is. Yeah, it's five per year for five years. And so if I got my CSP, I can go get my first aid CPR trainer, right, to get me some CEUs to maintain my CSP, right? So you can use them for that as well, right? So the biggest thing is, is that when once you obtain your certification, there is nothing wrong with more education. You should keep educating yourself. Every single year when you're setting your goals for the next year, you should be deciding What continuing education am I going to get for the next year, whether my employer pays for it or not? So you can't always depend upon your employer to pay for your continuing education. This is an investment in yourself. So you should be planning to invest in yourself. You cannot just always rely on your employer 
Because if you do that, it's going to limit what you can do because then it's limited on that company's budget. So then if they don't have the budget to continue your education and then down the road, something happens and you're no longer with that employer and now you're stuck and you're trying to get your education in the future. Let's talk about degrees in safety. So let's say that you're wanting to go the college route and you want to get your degree in safety. I highly recommend that you go for a bachelor's degree in safety or environmental science, right? Or environmental, I don't know what they call it. They have so many different names for the environmental one, but there's an occupational safety one that some colleges offer as well. I highly recommend that. That is the biggest thing that you could, not the biggest thing, but that is the best thing that you can get, especially if you are new and inexperienced. Now, everyone that I have talked to that has actually gone and gotten their degree in safety. It focuses a lot on regulations, not on the psychology of safety, not on getting management support and commitment, not in how you apply that regulation in the workplace, but it'll at least give you a very, very strong foundation in the regulations. I would not waste your time with an associate's degree. Don't even bother Like if you have a local college that's offering a two-year degree in safety, don't even bother. So let me tell you what happened to a friend of mine. He had wanted to get his CSP, and several years ago, you only needed an associate's degree in safety to sit for the exam. And then life got busy. He went to, I don't know, some school in Texas, and he got his associate's degree. Life got busy. He never sat for the test. And I think it was a year ago or 18 months ago, they changed the requirements that you now have to have a bachelor's degree. Well, now it's been so long since he's been in school, he's not going to go back and finish. So don't even bother with your associate's degree. And then as a hiring manager, which I've been there before, when you have a ton of applicants and you get one that only has an associate's degree, it actually looks like, well, why didn't they finish? That That's kind of how the HR managers talk. It's like, uh, yeah, it's probably better than somebody with nothing, but it really makes you question why they didn't finish. So just don't even put that one on your radar, okay? Now, it can be tricky to find a university that offers safety as a major. This is actually why I went for why I got my degree in industrial and organizational psychology. In the state of Florida, none of our public universities offer a degree in safety. And I'm sure you're aware public universities within your state are going to be the most cost effective way to get your degree. Now we do have we did have some private universities and I'm sure you guys are aware of Columbia Southern, which I'll talk about in a moment, um, that where it's a private university and I could have got my degree online through them. When I compared the cost, it was just outrageous compared to the public university. So one of the things that I suggest to people, if you are new in safety, do everything you can to try to get your degree in safety, especially if you're new in your career and you're younger and you have time for that investment to pay off. Me, being that I was older when I finished my degree, I went for psychology because at the time I'd already been doing safety for 10 plus years, and I feel like psychology is a lot about what we do anyway. So I felt it complemented 
my profession very well. So you can look for that as well. So another example is if you are in like a logistics type of business, they have degrees in logistics. They have degrees in supply chain. And those things, even though they're not safety related, that can get you that bachelor's degree so you can sit for the CSP. I only suggest that if you have a lot of safety experience already. But if you're brand new to safety, you want to make sure that you're getting a safety degree. Now, my thoughts about Columbia Southern, I have never attended there. I have talked to the people that go there. I've talked to people that have been there. They have a very good program. And you actually walk away with a certification from my understanding as well. My problem with Columbia Southern is that everybody goes there. So as a hiring manager, when you're getting 50 applicants for a safety manager's position and all of them say the same school, it just doesn't allow anybody to stand out. When somebody has gone to a different school where all of a sudden they go, oh yeah, I went to the University of, for me, it was the University of Central Florida, then that's like, oh, you went to a different school. Tell me about it. It, it kind of makes you look a little bit different than all the other applicants out there. I will tell you like 90% of the people in safety are going to Columbia Southern. So it, there's nothing that makes you stand out from the pool of resumes when you're trying to find a job. So that's why my first suggestion is always look at your local universities first. You know, look at your community colleges, see what they have to offer. Look at your state colleges, see what they have to offer. And then even look at outside your state because an outside state rate would probably be equivalent to a private university anyway. So that would actually make you stand out a little better. I mean, think about it. If you went to here in Florida, the one that offers it is, um, oh, it's an auto, it's an aeronautical university in Daytona. They actually offer a master's in occupational safety. So like if you had that on your resume, that really stands out compared to having Columbia Southern where everybody has the same exact thing on their resume, right? Now, if you are young <laughs> and new to safety, you know, and have time for the re- for to have a good return on investment of it, then I would suggest that you set your eyes on a master's degree. Because think about this, when I started in safety, nobody had a degree in safety. And then 10 or 15 years into my profession, I hit a wall where everybody had a degree in safety. So what I'm thinking now is there's so many people that have a degree in safety, that 10 years down the road, we're going to see where everyone has a master's in safety or a doctorate in safety, right? There are some of those out there too. So if you have time for the investment to pay off, then I would put in the effort to actually go for your master's. I probably wouldn't bother with the doctorates. They are better, but doctorates get more into research and not industry level work, right? But if you can get a master's in safety and then you know something that relates to the industry you work in, that would be good too. All right, now, if you're just starting off and you don't have a degree right now, you might be going, ah, this is all so much information. What do I do? What's my best path? Your best path right now, if you are starting from scratch and 
you're you have a job in safety, but you're not sure what certification to go towards. Do I start working towards my degree? What do I do? The first thing that you want to do is look at what certifications, what recognized certifications you qualify for at this time. So the Board of Certified Safety Professionals does have a list of certifications that don't require a college degree. Start working towards one of those if you're in the United States. I haven't looked in depth at the Board of Canadian Registered Safety Professionals, but I'm sure they have something that doesn't require a college degree. Cannot remember the board in the UK or Australia, but they have something as well. Look and see what certifications they they offer that do not require a degree and start working towards that first. That's where you put all of your energy. And then start working towards your college degree. Even if you just take two classes a semester, it should take you at a regular university, it would take you about seven years to complete a bachelor's degree if you're starting from scratch. It is worth it. Because an employer, because I've been in the hiring shoes, an employer likes to see like, hey, you have a certification, but you're also investing in your education and your continuing education. They want to see that you are regularly getting continuing education, that you're working towards something. The only time I would tell anybody not to get their degree is maybe if they're like super close to retirement and they plan on sticking it out where they are, right? They're crossing their fingers, hoping that they make it to retirement at their current employer. I still say, even in those cases, you never know. And I know plenty of people that have retired and then are bored or they want to go on and become a trainer or just do consulting work on the side. And in those cases, certifications are good to have. So that is pretty much everything and my thoughts on safety certifications. Just to kind of round it up, you need it. You don't want to hit the wall like I did where headhunters are calling you and saying they can't interview you because you're not certified or you don't have a degree. Plan on continuing education every single year. Invest in yourself. Don't depend on your employer to pay for your education. The best investment you can make is investing in your own mind and your own intelligence and your own continuing education. Now, in the show notes for this show, which you can find at asksafetygeek.com forward slash six, I will put links to the certifications that I am well aware of. That includes the Board of Certified Safety Professionals, which if you're in the United States is kind of like the gold standard for safety. And they even offer a CIH for industrial hygiene, which is even harder than the CSP. I will tell you just just a side note on the Board of Certified Safety Professionals. They are trying to focus this to where this is more of an international certification instead of just the United States. So in my most recent study materials, they don't go too much into OSHA. They look more into like ISO and um, the industrial hygiene stuff and things like that. So the Board of Certified Safety Professionals it will very shortly be a more internationally recognized certification. There's the Board of Canadian Registered Safety Professionals, the CRSP. Um, there is the National Examination Board in Occupational Safety and Health. There's the National Association of Safety Professionals. 
um, that used to be safety engineers. They recently changed their name to safety professionals. There's the OSHA Training Institute, which I'll tell you, there's an OTI center in every state. It's a good place to start, too. So I tell people that feel like they don't know if they like safety yet that that's a good place to start. They have very good trainings. And then there's the American Association of Safety Professionals. Oh, sorry. That's the one that changed their name recently. They used to be the A. Hey, yes, I don't know. They change their acronyms all the time, but there they are. And I'll put links in the show notes. But that is all that I have for you this week. Stay safe out there, my friends. Don't let Dorian blow you over. And I will chat with you next week. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening. What did you think about this week's episode? I would love to know. Hop on over to www.asksafetygeek.com to leave a comment and a rating on this week's show notes. And while you're there, click on that little share button and tell your friends about it. Thanks, and I will chat with you next week.